0: Good afternoon. Good evening. What's up? I'm Jessica Matlin.
1: Good morning, maybe, depending on when you clicked. Hi.
0: Yeah. Hi. We are Fat Mascara, two beauty journalists, two beauty experts, giving you the real, real. Except the yeah. BTS. Except
1: why? <laughs> what's the caveat? Well, I am <clears throat> an expert, but I need your expertise today, Jess, actually. Mine. Hi, hey, everybody. I'm Jen, by the way. Yes. Hi. So, okay, you see this sweater that I'm wearing this
0: color? Yes, she's wearing like a tomato red sweater. She's having a tomato girl
1: fall. Well, as we know, her <laughs> Taylor Swift, her oh, Poppy God. King, yeah. red is the color of the season. But this is a special red. This is a it's a really warm tomato orange red. It's very red warm. really bright and bold. I was surprised. What? Is the correct lip color? That's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Here's my the school of thought that I went with. I was like, okay, I have a Nars Velvet Matte Lip Pencil, Red Square. Mm-hmm. It's called. I was like, it matches this sweater exactly. Except my lips are really chapped, so I didn't want to do a matte lip.
0: But your tone right now is different. You have. I would take a picture of this. Well, right because I
1: put on the matte lipstick and you could see every bit of the chapped. Lips. Not on not on screen because I'm seeing okay. it on screen. Yeah, but in person because that's this plays into some of the expertise mm-hmm. I need here. But I thought matching exactly could be nice. But it was – oh, she's giving me a no. Okay. What would you do? What would I do is, Mm -hmm. like, I would just do something kind of natural and balmy. That's what I was thinking, except the natural color of my lips is very blue. They're a dark mauve. I don't have a pink or beige lip. I have a purpley blue lip. So it was, like, really clashing with the sweater when I just put on some clear balm. So I tried to warm up the balm, and that was looking kind of brown next to it. And so what you're looking at now is just a mishmash of, like, eight products. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, okay, I'm not a makeup
0: artist, but I would do something. Hmm. You're okay. on set. Models
1: wearing this color.
0: Okay. What's the direction? What's the direction? This is a challenging item. I kind of still stand by like really downplaying. A nude. Just yeah, a nude.
1: All right. Maybe I should have beighed out the bluish tone of my lips a little. You just wrote a piece on this for the cut. I color correct. Yeah. I would
0: like <laughs> color correct your color correct your lips. <laughs>
1: This is an easy. What are we gonna do next? We're color correcting our lips. No, no. Oh
0: my god, that's so dark. No, I would just kind of try to just make everything more subtle, and
1: I'd focus on your beautiful skin. Yeah, like don't do a bold lip with because this is a bold shirt. Yeah, you look great though. Very holiday. Thank you. The reason I ask you also is because. My lips have been so chapped. I don't know what's going on to the point that when I went to the dermatologist for my usual toxin filler, as everybody knows, I love an injectable, <laughs> but I've never gotten them in my lips. And she, she said it in that way that I was like, does she think I need it? But she's not that type. She was like, I can do a little filler in the lip, because, but just to moisturize them. Because it is hyaluronic Mm. acid. And some people get a very small dose of the hyaluronic acid in their lips, not to reshape or plump, but just to kick in that own moisture-making machine. Yeah. And I was nervous because I'm so nervous to change the shape of my lips that I was like, no, it's fine. It's just today I have chapped lips. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? My lips are chapped every single day. I should have taken her up on it. You didn't do it. If filler is going to fix chapped lips, but this all comes to I'm coming to the fam for some help as well. I have new homework. I didn't run this by Jess. She's looking at me fine. surprised.
0: No, 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 no. I'm thinking about you with like lip injections gone awry. Yeah. But I think I do sometimes I do lip injections, but do I look like someone with lip injections? No. No, not at all. No, but it just like, it just kind of just adds a little like that moisture. Moisture, but just a little, like a little, a little. See? See? <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if you were writing that for a magazine, how would we spell that sound effect? E E P,
0: three E's and a and a peep and a peep. So I should go
1: to my derm and ask for.
0: It's just it's it's the teeniest bit. It's like the teen. It's like a like a droplet. It's a dew droplet. Yeah, it's
1: two cc's. Just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what that would be.
0: Again, come here for all your beauty. I gotta
1: yeah. And my actually my dermatologist Heidi Waldorf, the best in the biz. She's actually retiring, and so I'm looking for a new derm. So if you listen to this and you're a dermatologist and you think you can do. You can do the justice on this face. Let me know. Reach out on DMs. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interviewing candidates soon.
0: <laughs> Maybe somebody a little closer to you. Maybe somebody I know. Like local. Y'all, okay. I drive
1: an hour and a half to see yeah. her. That's how you know she's known my face for years. But best of luck to you, Doctor Waldorf. Okay, so homework for the razor wand chapless season. What are people doing? Are we just doing lip balm still? And is the key to that, that I'm just reapplying and reapplying? Like I have friends that like, we'll have a conversation, we'll go get coffee and they pull out their lip balm like four times. I don't know if I'm that person. I've tried the lip Laneige mask at night. I've done, maybe I need to be more hydrated, but I want like the lip balm that's going to stay. Right now I'm doing the Aquaphor with sunscreen. It's just like a regular chappy stick. That's good. But I have to reapply it every 20 minutes. I think it kind of is what it is. Well, I don't think the fam should settle with that. I want to know which lip balm is going to last me. I want an hour's worth of moisture. Is that too much to ask? Okay. Longest lasting lip balms. I think Burst Bees is really long lasting. I haven't used that in a while. Is there a particular? No, just the original. The original. The original. You like a nice wax load in there. Wax, Like a heavy wax load. A heavy wax load. This one's much more emollient. All right. All right, but I want to hear from the fan. This is new homework, everybody. We still have some bargains at the end of the show. You know how the show works. But call in. Connect with us. Tell us about your favorite chap lip fixes. Maybe it's a strategy and or your lip balms. The phone number is... Just kidding. Jess isn't going to say it. No. 646-481-8182. And that's just a good reminder anyway. So many ways to connect with us, right? You can email us, info
0: at Mascara. DM us. And you can also put suggestions for our most highly active members in the Facebook fam group. Raise a wand. Search it, and I'll let you in.
1: Yeah, it's also—if it's not in the episode notes, I'll add it now. It's my favorite place to just hang out for a little bit. Just a couple thousand of your beauty besties. Just a couple thousand great tips and questions in there.
0: Yeah. Okay, Jen, I saw you last week. You look beautiful.
1: Oh, I was wearing this color as a cover-up. We went to the Fragrance Foundation— Champion circle. Circle of champions. Circle Honorary of champions. Linda Levy. You look great. So did you. Jess and I got sat at the same table li- literally across, like, she was 12 o'clock and I was 6 o'clock and we just, like, were okay. waving to each other. We still connecting. And you know when you're at a round table at, like, a big event? Good luck talking to someone over on that side.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't want to be screaming at you, but you looked great. Oh, you
1: Did you do your own hair? Yeah. It looked really good. Oh, it was just smooth. I just... Blew it out. Fresh haircut. You know how we do. Yeah, it looked really good. It looked really yeah, good. Yeah, we're getting into like holiday season, parties, festivities. I'm here for it. Awesome. All
0: right. Well, let, why don't we get to the news? What else do you have for us?
1: Oh, I have lots of news.
0: Okay. I'll just drop in. Listen, we're at the news portion of the show, and this is Jen's segment today. But in between the bits, Jen I had a little conversation. I was like, Jen, you sure about Declayorne? And I was just going off about Declure because it's on my mind. So I just thank you for Jen for ceding a couple minutes to me. Okay. business desk. Go ahead. Because I just have to talk about this. So Declure is a beautiful French brand that has been in the States for some time. I don't know exactly how long, but as long as I've been in beauty. And it's no longer going to be in the United States. And I've seen a lot of buzz on the internet about it shutting down. It's funny because I haven't heard a peep about Declior in years Until L'Oreal
1: decided to sell it.
0: (laughs) Right, but that's how these things go. It's like, I think people quietly love brands that are sort of flying underneath the radar. And then once you take it away, it's like, no, not my Declior. But this brand is really based in aromatherapy. I remember it being in spas. It's a beautiful brand A lot of, especially spa techs, are mourning it. I love aromatherapy. I know a lot of people really enjoy it. It's very sensorial. It's not like, put this on, the lines and wrinkles are going to be gone by Tuesday. It's a different mindset. And I'm curious if our market is ever going to wrap its head around, if in 10 years, TikTok is going to be, or whatever the thing is, going to be all about aromatherapy. And maybe it'll be a, a point for... Re-entry. I don't know, Jen. What do you
1: think? What's your take on this? I have a take, but first, I think I said L'Oreal was selling it. That's not true. They're ceasing to make it, so they're they're shutting it down. But it's because they own the IP. Like you, we might see Dayclear again in the future, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: and we've seen this with a few brands from larger conglomerates where it might just not be performing. Yeah. in the U.S.
1: Right. So I just wanted to clarify they didn't they weren't selling it. However, Thank it's you. funny. I think I have a theory as to why this might be because I just wrote a column about this, and it was about essential oils because I actually got a lot of questions from people about using essential oils on their skin. And of course, the basis of aromatherapy is essential oils. Well, there are lots of derm influencers out there who, sometimes rightfully so, Rail against essential oils because a lot of people think, oh, they're natural, they're good for my skin. But like in high doses, Dayclear, of course, and a lot of the spa brands that use aromatherapy keep them in very low and therapeutic doses. But in high doses, and I think people don't understand this, they can be really irritating. So it became it's this like all or none mentality of like essential oil's bad. Oh, it's such a shock that it's not working in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just – I think people – it's like there's a nuance to understanding how to use essential yeah. oils in skincare. And with all of the other ingredients out there and the speed that the internet goes, I think it's mm-hmm. like taking time to learn about it might be hard. Also, you discover these brands when you get a spa treatment. And when we're having a rough economy, maybe we're pairing back on spa treatments so they're not getting as many eyeballs on their brand.
0: We've talked about this before, but the spa – Landscape has changed so drastically.
1: You're going to your Ulta Beauty little dermalogica. You're going to like some of the chain spas. There's not as many of those boutiquey places that would stock the decleores of the world. So even when we had, who do we have on? Jordan Samuel. He was talking about I could have brought in a spa brand or skincare brand to use doing my facials, but the amount of money it was going to cost him to do that, he was like, I'll just make my own products because it's very expensive for spas to keep up the retail partnership of selling products. I mean, these are all, I'm just throwing at you reasons, Jess and Jen's business desk.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was talking to somebody recently about, it's funny, about spa brands just in general, not about or not about any brand in particular, but about the amount of work it takes to run a spa brand and flying all over the country to train all the different spas that you might have on your roster, et cetera education, shipping to everyone. Like, it's such an enterprise unto itself. That's just a different model than regular oh, retail. Oh, yeah, when you could
1: do d to c and throw up an Instagram feed and be selling product tomorrow. So,
0: yeah. Au revoir, Cleore. Yeah,
1: oh, I wish them the best in their new chapter. Okay, getting into some more maybe positive news. Actually, yeah. has everybody noticed that lip gloss has had a huge resurgence? I'm sure you have. How could you not? I have a reason for it. Okay. We feel awkward on social media. Let me explain. It's based on an article I just read about how so many people who are doing social videos, when they talk to a camera, they need something to do with their hands. It's so awkward to make a TikTok or make a reel and just like talk directly to the camera. Not all of us are like out here using teleprompters or whatever. What do people revert to? Well, they could put something in their hand. They could be applying lip gloss. So the New York Times did this whole article on... Have you noticed how many people are applying lipstick while they're telling you something completely unrelated to beauty? They're not telling you about lip gloss. They're giving you dating advice. You know who does this? Courtney Shields from Dibs Beauty. She's always in her car. You know how the car gives good light for a TikTok reel. And putting on (laughs) lip gloss while she shares dating advice. Alex Earl does this. Like all of the big influencers – and they're not even promoting the lip gloss. And then you see in the comments half the time, people are like, wait, what's the lip gloss? It's like, no, yeah. listen to the words I'm saying. But you do, fo- you stop. If you're scrolling through and you see someone putting a thing on their mouth and like pointing towards their mouth, you automatically start listening. It's like a crutch. It's like a social crutch, but it's also almost like a little pointer. That lip gloss wand is like, look here and listen here. Yeah. So it's become this way for creators to sort of feel less awkward on social media. But I think- it has also helped feed this lip gloss phenomenon because you're seeing people put on lip gloss. You're like, hey, oh, yeah, lip gloss. I want to wear some of that, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Anyway, I'll link to the article on, um, on the recap on our thatmascara.com. Okay, well, Beyonce's perfume has landed. Why did I just say, like, hope <laughs> we're giving away cars? Okay, we got a look at Say Noir on her Instagram feed last week. Jess, did you see the bottle? Did you see the perfume? Did you see the video? yes. I mean, how could you not? How many followers does she have now? 318 million people have probably seen this. Anyway, yeah, here's little, I just, I actually did not realize she had that many followers. Here, here's a little tidbit. I'm super excited. This is my
0: Say Noir unboxing, and it's finally here after years of work.
1: It's finally here after years of work. Okay, so the perfume's out. I haven't had a chance to smell it yet, so I'm just going to give you a thought here based on this packaging. Does this remind you of anything, this packaging? Like what? Like you're getting any references from this? It kind of reminds you a little bit of one of my favorite old-school fragrances, Passion. <laughs>
0: Just the kind of 1980s, the kind of Art Deco. Art Deco, a
1: hundred percent. Yeah, but I, I doubt that was her. No, reference. but I, I was thinking of it's an old one. This is an old one, but Guerlain Roche. I think it was called like clandestine or like in the 80s and then 20 years before that in the 60s and 20 – it goes in 20s as we know. Art deco references. Is it it
0: silver or is it just black and white?
1: I can't tell from the video because it's black and white what color hers is. Yeah. But it also – It's clearly metallic. It's giving Paco Rabanne one million. I mean, she used the word monolithic, so talk about monolithic yeah. bottles. Paco Rabanne 1 million, one of the most yeah. popular fragrances. The silver is very Paco Rabanne, yeah. Well, the Paco Rabanne 1 million is the gold one. It looks like a huge gold bar. Anyway, yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the the block of it all. I don't think she was worried about shipping weight or environmental concerns with this one. It looks hefty, but I'm very <laughs> excited to smell it. So big news in the perfume world, C'est Noir. Where, do you know where she's selling it? I don't. I didn't do my reporting well enough, but maybe it doesn't say. No, no, no. I'm just curious. No, because this is the thing about, I've, I've experienced this before with Beyonce's world. When you reach out for comment, you just kind of don't get it. So she controls the narrative with her Instagram. So that's where yeah, you can, I get that. You yeah. can, uh, Jess understands. That's how she does it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to science. <laughs> no, I mean, like I get. <laughs> I control I my
0: You No, I get that's Beyonce's vibes.
1: Yes force the editor to do a write around. I'm not giving you the interview. I don't need to anymore. I, I mean, queen. Okay. Science Corner, let's go because I had a promise I had to keep for the fam. Let's go. Okay. Here we are. I promised to take a closer look at G-Spot. Jillian Anderson's drink line. When we were talking about it last week, Jess brought up Claire McCormick's commentary on it about how can we, like, we're not going to be able to guzzle our way out of systemic forces that cause (laughs) low libido (laughs) in women, which was a really good point. So I was like, let me just peek into this drink a little bit because the marketing was telling us, drink this, you'll want to have sex more, and your sex will be better. Like, that's the vibe I got. It's freaking called G-Spot, right? Well, the around name is is wild, right? Well, this is how I just this is how it's G for Jillian Anderson, by the way. Okay, but yeah. like you, they're going to give you the aura of a feeling, and you're mentally going to connect the dots. If I drink this, my libido will. But we do know that a lot of things are the the mind and the
0: body are so connected. So maybe oh, that's the placebo effect. I will not negate. Yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. like all right, okay, like
1: sure I'm feeling my yeah I don't sure know. have your G spot. If you want to get sexy, I, fine. Yeah. But I did promise to look it into the, the science of it. Okay. <laughs> so I looked at the ingredients in the aroused drink. There's a bunch of antioxidants, the amino acid, L-arginine, ar- that's like in everything these days. Every- <laughs> it's like every, everything healthy and right. marketed to be healthy. Here's the thing with that ingredient. There's some very small studies. I saw a whole complete review. Six of these seven studies I looked at had funding issues, meaning... They were sponsored by companies that wanted the researchers to look into the (laughs) ingredient, which I'm not saying that doesn't mean that what they found wasn't true, but you always have to have that little bit of a radar up when you're reviewing research. An arched brow. An arched brow, if you will. So what that ingredient can potentially do is increase nitric oxide in the blood, and that helps your blood vessels expand and relax and there are, of course areas of your body your genitalia if they blood is flowing more freely expanding and relaxing it might help yeah. make arousal easier make pleasure more intense but there's no How connection. many of these do you have to drink That's that's the thing there's no that, see, you're exactly like what the consumer would think. Okay, so how many do I drink? The num, the amount of the ingredient in there doesn't even equate to the studies that I told you. There is no way to say, yeah, I drink this. Like the flower unfolds and I'm ready to go. It just doesn't work that way, and it simplifies this very, very complicated human process of arousal. It's ridiculous. It's a very complicated
0: process for women. Oh
1: my, like for, that's what for everybody, gender non-exclusive, and what turns you on mentally, physically, whatever, might not turn another person on. So clearly G-spot's not going to be the fix. No, I shouldn't say that yet. The other ingredient, I'll just tell you what it is, and then you can make your judgments. Butterfly pea flower, a gorgeous flower, basically just an antioxidant. This one, (laughs) this is what they say, traditionally used as an aphrodisiac for its association with increasing blood flow and sexual desire. Okay, there's some folk medicine. Well, the
0: name I think is very... Very attractive.
1: The Latin name of this particular flower is Clitoria ternatea. You see what's happening here? The Latin name is doing the heavy lifting of the science for you. And I see that word and I think, hmm, must be, must have something to do with sex, right? And then in folk medicine, it's been used. But there's a lot of great things that come out of traditional folk medicine and traditional forms of medicine. But then they get substantiated in a lab. This one, I could not find one study on the butterfly pea flower extracts. Well, maybe there are studies and maybe the company will write us. That's why I did the research. There are not. (laughs) Like, that's why they've worded it this way. I'm just telling you how this works because I think the supplement industry in general just lets you make your own conclusions like that when you really, there's no science. They're saying when used traditionally, it has been associated with. That's not proof. You could tell me like a culture somewhere in the world does the extract of this flower before some ritual having to do with sex. Of course, that's great. And listen, if you drink this and you feel good, like I'm all for
0: it. The point of that moment was not to take away if somebody's enjoying this and they feel sexy and this is like totally help their routine and they like, that's awesome. My point, and I think Claire's point, well, Claire's point, which I just thought like, which I applauded was like, you cannot simplify a very complicated, as you said, systemic, deeply underfunded, oh, totally oversimplified issue with women's sexual health?
1: No, you can't. But so many people write to me at the cut and they want to say, does X work? So they see new products yeah. and they want to know, does it work? It's Yeah. A simple question. So, does it work? So I'm just telling you, Whatever work means to you, if you taste this and it yeah, – fine. I'm just telling you science-wise, I couldn't get anything good for you on that these ingredients are going to, like, for you, increase your libido. But maybe it'll work for you. Yeah. Maybe it tastes good. I don't know. We should order some. We'll try it out. Actually, we should do an experiment. I'm sending a case to your house, Jess. <laughs> we're going to report back next week. It's going to keep going. <laughs> next week, we're going to talk about our – what's it called? In situ? Yes, isn't that in like in situ? What, well, it's in vivo when we're gonna like try it in real oh, life. In vivo, yeah, yeah, yeah. In situ means on site, but in vivo, yeah, like instead of like
0: that's like a medical thing. Yeah, like, instead in of vivo. in vitro, like
1: we're gonna do it in actual real oh. life. We're gonna practice. Like we're gonna drink it and see what happens. Okay, so that was Science Corner. Just a little bit more science because there's no way I couldn't touch on this, but I'm not going to go deep into it because you can look it up. I'm sure you saw the news, or if you didn't, I'm about to tell you. California just passed into law a ban of 26 potentially toxic ingredients in cosmetics. By the year 2027, this is going to kind of overhaul some of the ingredients used in American cosmetics because California is one of the biggest markets, and if you're selling in the United States and you have to make it legal for California— I mean, you're not gonna make two formulas, the California and non-California formula. So if you wanna see, I'll put a link in the episode recap, fatmascara.com for the 26 ingredients and why each of them might have issues. Some things such as headaches, asthma, dermatitis, potentially cancer for particular ingredients. You'll see they're each individual, so I don't wanna lump them all together. On the same note, the FDA has proposed a new rule. As we know over at the FDA, when you propose a rule, there's not really like a timeline on this. So they just like, (laughs) it's sort of like them throwing it out to the government. Hey, what's everybody think about this? And then scientists will weigh in. We will go back and forth. Government moves slow here in the United States. Seven years later, maybe we'll do this. But I actually think this one has legs. The new rule is they are proposing a ban on hair relaxers with formaldehyde due to, of course, something we've reported on here at Fat Mascara, cancer concerns so these are traditionally used by black women for hair relaxers there are formaldehyde ingredients in there when heat's added it could get even worse and these ingredients you know there's lawsuits going on right now with hair relaxers causing different type of cancers uterine cancer ovarian cancer breast cancer well the fda was listening and they're like these lawsuits can proceed but also should we get this stuff out of products so they're considering banning relaxers that use that ingredient so we'll see what happens there Okay, on our last note, it's a positive note, and it's also a local news item down in Venezuela. We need more people like Estrach. That's her full name. She's a 28-year-old environmental activist in Venezuela. And she came up with this cool campaign that I want you all to hear about. Here's what's going on. The country's Lake Maracibo, one of the world's largest, oldest lakes, is so polluted with oil and algae it's visible from space— so she founded Proyecto oh Sirena, and what that is is a national network of activists dedicated to saving the lake using, wait for it, hair from humans and from puppies. Stop. Remember back in 2018? Yeah, I was like, did we do this story? That's right. Back in 2018, remember, we reported on researchers from the University of Technology of Sydney found that hair is much better at absorbing oil than other materials. So people have been here and there using human hair as an oil absorber in the environment. Well, a stretch put it into practice in her country and thousands of people have come out to get their hair cut to contribute their hair to this cleanup That's action. so cool. I mean, it's such an icky image, but if, listen,
0: if it's going to work, it's going to work.
1: And then it's sort of like a biodegradable... The hair itself, obviously, then it has the oil and you have to find a place to throw it out that is like safe from it seeping into the aquifers yeah. and all that. But just the fact... That people feel that they can take action because I think with so many environmental things, they feel so big and you're just like, what can I do? Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe it's just a haircut. I want to know that my damaged dens are going to go maybe into the lake and soak up some oil. That's a good feeling. That would make me feel like I, yeah, like I've done my part. I love that the dogs are getting little trims too. That's so cute. It, so the dogs can contribute. So good news from Venezuela. And that's the news. That was a fantastic news segment, Jen. Thank you.
0: Holly from
1: Texas. Hi, this is Holly calling from Dallas, Texas. My Bargain Razor Wand is the L'Oreal Revitalist 10% Glycolic Acid. It's For one fluid ounce, it's around $25 at Walmart. It's on sale this week for 19 and some change. It was a recommendation by Dr. Shereen Idris. I use it two to three nights a week. The directions say you can use it every night. I would not use it every night. Um Two to three nights a week is great. And the bottle lasts forever if you're only using it two to three times a week. I also want to raise a wand to Hoboken. Jess, I was there the end of August. Spent a few days there. It was amazing. Such a neat little community. Shaka Kitchen was great. Antique Bar was great. And there's a really cool jewelry store where I found so many cool earrings, Noellerie. Yeah, I loved Hoboken. It was amazing. I would move there if I could. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Now, Holly, I'm glad
0: you had a great time in Hoboken, but why didn't you ring me up? Why didn't you send me a DM? I could have met you at Chaka Kitchen. I love Shaka Kitchen. Haven't made it to Antique Bakery like the only person in Hoboken who like, hasn't been there. It's always crowded. That's the thing. I know it's always crowded, but the food's amazing. I know the food's amazing. I'll get there. Holly, I feel so close to you right now.
1: You're going to put it on the glycolic serum too?
0: That's secondary. But yeah, that (laughs) that sounds like a great product. But nice segue. I'm going to raise my wand also to the segment not brought to you by L'Oreal.
1: Oh, but a L'Oreal product. That's random. Look at you and Holly. Twins, Texas twins, Texas Jersey twins.
0: Keeping it low budge right now. As if you listen to the podcast every week, you might know that I had a vegan like keratin treatment at Jenna Perry last month. And I am protecting my hair by using only sulfate-free shampoo. I also just had my color done. And I ran out of my sulfate-free shampoo the other day. And Jeff is very sweet. And I said, ah, like need it now. And I was like, Jeff, can you please go get me some like right now? And he went and he was like, what do you want? And I was like, you know what? I always love L'Oreal shampoo and conditioners. I think they're great. And he brought me home ever pure. That is good stuff. Cause I, a lot of sulfate free shampoo and conditioners. I feel like my hair is not
1: clean mm-hmm.
0: or it's like, there's no lather. This gives you such a nice lather and my hair was really smooth, silky. Well, there's like no frizz, but there's no frizz probably from the.
1: Perry <laughs> keratin treatment.
0: Yeah. But it just, it didn't feel like, I don't know. It just felt like a regular shampoo. But it happens to be sulfate-free. I just feel like that really rarely happens.
1: No, I get it. Some of them don't foam up. And I, I love a lather. Yeah, I, l- I need a lather. Yeah. Also for the sensorial alone, right? Yeah, I just like, I'm a creature of habit. Well, that, I'm going so non-budge, but so worth the money. Okay. When you hosted that event with Hourglass to talk about the non-human rights project and yes. uh Happy the Elephant Lucky attendees, I don't know if you realize this, got a little goodie bag with some hourglass stuff. She was up on the stage, so I don't know if you got a goodie bag as well. But in said goodie bag, in said goodie bag. Um, I think I know what you're going to mention. I don't know that you are. Ambient light palette, gorgeous. Everybody loves it. Fine. Oh, that's – No. Yeah, that's fine. I am raising a wand to the hourglass power brush, the veil snake print travel size powder brush from our. Our, First of all, hourglasses vegan brushes are – insane every hair is tapered like a natural animal hair and that's why they're good if you've ever tried a synthetic brush and you're like eh, (laughs) because if you look closely at the bristle it's sort of like blunt cut because it came from a machine but a natural animal's hair and fur is a pointed tip as your hair is if you look down at the bottom of your hair see how it goes into a nice little point you want your brush bristles in your makeup brush to go into nice little points because they're so much softer and they just sort of flow the application better. So get your definitely get a vegan brush, but make sure it's quality so that you can get this. This brush is freaking butter. And you know what I love about it? I know it's a powder brush, mm. but it has it's one of those products that now has made other products better. For example, some of my favorite cream blushes, I was feeling like, I don't know, they, they were just going on and not giving me my usual prettiness. I... Get the brush out for cream blush. It's really worth it. I know we all love a little swipe, swipe with our fingers. Yeah. But I was doing like the makeup artist do where I like sort of just dust the brush over the cream blush. And then it just sort of like diffuses onto your cheeks in the most insanely natural way. But you need a really yeah. good brush to do it. And it needs to be loosely packed bristles, people. None of these compact foundation putting on brushes or nothing that lays down <laughs> stiff color. You need the longer, looser the bristles, the softer, more diffuse the color. That, like, people know that, right? I don't know. I think it helps to spell it out. Yeah, even with the eyeshadow brushes, like the short, stiff bristles are really going to lay down the color you put on. The looser ones are more for blending and more diffuse. Anyway, this brush is... Also, it looks so cool. It has, like, a snake wrapped around the golden handle. I feel like Cleopatra... Every time I pull it out, it's just like upgraded my whole makeup experience. So nice! thank you to Hourglass and Jessica Matlin for that goodie bag. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it it was a great event. Thank you for coming. Yeah. All right, everyone.
0: Let's power down. Let's get that beauty sleep. And we'll see you on Friday.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better